Hi, welcome to Motivated Minutes with Meg, your weekly dose of wellness, mindset, and motivation. My goal is to inspire you to live life to the fullest and stay motivated with your health and fitness goals. I'm bringing you solo episodes every single week where I share tips and personal stories along with dynamic interviews and conversations with really inspiring people. This is Motivated Minutes, and I'm so glad you're here. Let's get to the show. Hi, welcome back to Motivated Minutes with Meg. Today we're going to be talking about nutrition because I know that this is a really common struggle for a lot of us. And I think as women, it's not easy when it comes to nutrition. And I know for me, nutrition felt very hard when I gained weight in college. And then it was sort of this uphill battle because I wasn't looking at food as like nourishing my body. I was looking at food as like an escape to feel good or to like binge on something or then the complete opposite, a restriction. And so, you know, in college and even maybe before college, you might have developed these habits and this relationship with food, which sort of carries on with you throughout your life. And it's up to us to like work on that relationship, heal that relationship, nurture that relationship, and rebuild it in so many words, right? And so for me, I have really found so much freedom in my journey with food, but it wasn't always easy. And I can remember that when I started to really work on healing my relationship with food in my 20s and healing from that eating disorder, and even though the eating disorder was short-lived, like when you go through something that feels like traumatic and feels scary and feel doesn't feel good, those that memory is with you that experience it kind of helps shape you you experience it and so although I was healing from it there was always this like fear around food that like I could go back to it or it was something that I had to control Um, it was something that I was working on and focused on and I did reach a point of healing through a lot of like yoga meditation I went to therapy and I really found this beautiful place But I found this beautiful place when I was living on my own before marriage, before my husband, before kids, and I was able to be in my little happy bubble where I had all the time in the world to, you know, cook my healthy meals and go grocery shopping, relax whenever I wanted to, whenever I needed to. And it was this really this flow that I had found with my food and my nutrition and I found out what foods felt good and I was eating mostly whole foods and drinking plenty of water and, you know, buying my organic apples and it was like this little, you know, this before, this before time, back in the before days, before motherhood, before marriage. So fast forward to meeting my husband and moving in with him. That's when I noticed like things were different because when you, when you're living with somebody and I know everybody can agree with this. It, it it changes things. Like all of a sudden, some things that used to feel really easy and effortless can feel difficult. And it didn't, it wasn't like it was difficult. It was just like we were eating out a lot and dating and going out. And we just had, it was a different routine. And I I didn't like... It wasn't, it wasn't unenjoyable. It was just different because now we were buying food for both of us and he had his opinions about where we should shop and when we should shop and what we should do. And we were trying to find like that kind of 
way to come together. And I feel like the reason why for a lot of us women, why nutrition is hard is because it's not that we don't know what we should do. It's just that we have these obstacles, whether they're our partner and what they like to eat or whether it's our kids and how much time they're allowing us to like make the dinner without chaos or tantrums. You know, can we even go to the grocery store like by ourselves? That that sounds like a luxury, right? Like whenever we can just go grocery shopping by ourselves, it's like this great thing. And so we are tired, we're burnt out, we're like overwhelmed and food is sort of this like chore that we have to do now. You know, I used to, you know, I used to feel like, like I went through this time where, like I said, this healing journey with food and it was this like beautiful, like holistic, happy, kind of easy thing. And then with Ben, it, it got, my husband, it got a little bit harder. And then with kids, it was like, I was, it was so unenjoyable and I wasn't eating great. And it wasn't that I didn't know how to eat great or how to lose weight or how to, it was just like, I just didn't care. I was on survival mode. And so today I want to hopefully share some things that will help us all kind of get back into alignment with our nutrition and just share with you that it's not easy, but it's, we can make it more enjoyable, right? And we can do things that make it easier. So the first thing is, you know, you want to make sure that you're eating enough calories. And I know that this is obvious, but it's also, I feel like not talked about enough. A lot of us women under eat for a couple of different reasons. One of the reasons is if we have a weight loss goal, we're like, oh, well, we have to, we know we have, we're smart. We know we have to have, be in a calorie deficit. So we're just going to, you know, eliminate this, this, and this and decrease our calories and that, that will help us lose weight. But the problem is, is if you decrease your calories too much, you're actually, your metabolism slows down, your digestion gets all messed up. And you can get bloated, you can get lethargic, you're not going to be able to push as hard in your workouts, and your body's actually going to store fat. And so when we are thinking about eating healthy and nourishing our bodies, we want to make sure that we are eating enough calories. And if you are, if you do have a weight loss goal, you're on a weight loss journey, I would recommend looking at your macros and just knowing what they are so that you can know what you need to eat in order to get the best results. Um, I use a program that, you know, focuses on portions from all macros and make sure that I am fueling my body based on like what my goals are. So I find that that's really helpful for a lot of my clients and for myself because when we get too busy, when we get, you know, when we're just eating willy-nilly and whatever, it's really easy to undereat. And I think that a lot of us are not eating enough calories and therefore our metabolisms are slower, our energy is lower, and we're not able to live that energetic, active lifestyle that so much of us crave, you know. As mothers, we're running around, we're chasing toddlers, we're driving our kids around to sports practice, you know. We're volunteering at the school, we're working, we're cleaning up the house constantly constantly like we're expending a lot of energy and I think that I think that sometimes like we're not realizing how much we're under eating and how much of an impact it's having on us so that's something to consider the next thing is that you want to plan and prep your meals 
And meal planning is something that I was terrible at and meal prepping was something I used to hate. (laughs) And I think if you would go to my Instagram and you would look at it now, you'd be like, oh, you're like the prep queen. You're like, oh my God, it's beautiful. It's only because I've been practicing for a while. But when I started, I was really terrible and I really didn't like it. But it was something that I knew I needed to learn how to do in order, again, for my nutrition to feel easier and for me to nourish my body in like the busy, chaotic world of motherhood that I was now living in. Um, so the the my my simplest ways, if, if meal prep and meal planning feels overwhelming to you if you're new to it, I would say start with your lunches. And you can do a couple of different things. You can make a little bit extra at dinner and put a lunch together to have for the next day. I have clients who do that. I personally like to make three to four lunches on Sundays so that I have my lunches Monday through Thursday or Monday through Wednesday. Usually on Friday, I'll either go out to lunch or like I'll have leftovers from the night before. Um, Sometimes, I usually I don't prep for the whole week. I do either three or four days. I find that that's like my happy place. And I try to mix it up and do something a little bit different, but I leave it like the same base. So I'll kind of prepare the same types of things, but I'll throw in almonds instead of avocado and I'll do a different dressing in one of them and I'll do chickpeas in one and like green peas in the other. And so I'll, I'll, I'll mix and match it a little bit so it's kind of different or maybe I'll do brown rice in one and like potatoes in the other or quinoa or something like that. So I mix and match my proteins and my carbs and like my healthy fats and like try to make it so it's balanced but it tastes a little bit different that really helps me I like variety um but I'll plan out like our dinners for the whole week and I'll write it down on this I have like a really cute magnetic list that goes on the fridge so my husband can see it so the kids can see it so I can see it so I I know like what we're having and and everyone knows kind of what's coming up and So I feel like being organized with it and planning really allows you to kind of not stress out about it as much, Um, you know, and creates that structure and that routine for your family. So you can be supported in your nutrition and you can plan out. You can look and see what you have in your pantry and you can see what, you know, veggies are in season, maybe what you want to get at the store, what Costco has or Trader Joe's or the farmer's market, wherever you shop, Albertsons, wherever you shop. And you can um, kind of create and build your your meals from what you find or you can think about and look at recipes and make your list before you even go to the store I mean there's no wrong way to do it what I just really want you to start doing is to start trying to build a routine for yourself and just work back from what day you like do your grocery shopping already and go okay well let me take a look at what I have left over from the week what needs to be used up what do I have what am I in the mood for? You know, when are, when are the busy nights? Do I need to use the crock pot? Do I need to make a casserole for one night? Like what can I do? When, when do we need to do tacos? That's always our, our like really fast, quick meal is like we'll make tacos. Um, we've really been into fajitas. Fajitas are really easy. I, I like to make a whole bunch of brown rice or quinoa at the start of the week so I can like, you know, have that as like bulk that's already made. So like we just have to worry about doing the veggies and the protein. There are things that you'll learn how to do as you go through the process of learning how to prep for you and your family that will just kind of become habit and part of your lifestyle. But I really want to encourage you to at least start planning out your dinners and making at least a couple of your lunches ahead of time so you are nourished and taken care of and things are organized. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about 
was letting go of carb fear. So I had carb fear for a really long time and it stemmed from diets that I did in my 20s and, you know, just growing up like around all of those like low carb diets and just feeling like that that was the enemy. Carbs were the enemy, right? Because that's what was out there. Um, but carbohydrates are really important. They give us energy and there's a lot of really good nutrition in there when it's whole food carbohydrates. I'm talking about like oatmeal, brown rice, quinoa. Um, fruit is a carbohydrate that's like really important to have. And we can't function properly if we don't have carbohydrates in the diet. And I know that there's popular diets out there that limit carbs or omit them. That's not like sustainable. That's not like a long-term sustainable healthy lifestyle. And if you look at the scientific research, it 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 is abundantly clear that diets made up of all of macronutrition, including carbohydrates, are healthy and predominantly plant-based. So that's something to keep in mind, you know. You really want to fuel your body with healthy whole foods, mostly plants. If you choose to eat animal proteins, that's fine. But you should make sure that you're including healthy carbohydrates from plant foods so that you can get in the fiber and the nutrition that your body needs to have a healthy gut and to just have a healthy body. So um, letting go of carb fear is really important. One of the ways that I did it was, under, again, understanding macros, under researching, understanding nutrition. And also I noticed that when I was eating more carbs, I had more energy, like workouts felt easier and I wasn't bloated. It was really weird. And I noticed that. And so I was like, oh, well, maybe it's the fiber or maybe it's the da-da-da or maybe it's this or maybe it's just a coincidence. But it actually isn't a coincidence. Like I actually look leaner when I'm eating uh, like plenty of carbohydrates. And I know that like a lot of people that I know tried, I'll just say it, the keto diet and what happened is that they like lost weight <clears throat> and because it's not sustainable to never have a piece of bread or never have a piece of fruit or whatever and be so low carb for so long that they started to not feel great. And then when they added carbs back in, they really didn't have any structure and they kind of went overboard because their body was craving it and then they gained weight back and didn't feel good. And I just think the best approach, honestly, is just balance. You want to go for balance. You want to have a little bit of every macro in there. You can eat plant-based. You can eat vegan. You can eat paleo. Paleo, you know, includes like carbohydrates as well. Like if you don't want to include grains, that's fine. But you better be including a lot of like fresh fruits and potatoes. Um, you know, I, I really think that everybody's body is different and we all have our different, you know, needs. But we all do need like our macronutrition. So just keep that in mind and don't be scared of carbs. As long as they're not like super highly processed, packed with like tons of sugar and chemicals and like really addictive stuff, if it's like healthy whole carbohydrates, like don't be scared to eat a bowl of oatmeal for breakfast. Um, don't add a half a cup of maple syrup or, you know, you could add like a teaspoon, sweeten it up a bit if you want. Add some fruit, add some like chopped walnuts. Oatmeal is really healthy for you. Now, if you have an aversion to grains, that's something different. That's like an allergy or something different. I think that 
most people just are avoiding carbohydrates because I know because I did that because they think that they're bad for some reason because they've been left out of these like weight loss diets. I'm, I'm using air quotes, <laughs> these weight loss diets that um, people seem to have this, you know, these results from. But to be honest, after eight years of helping women lose weight and coaching them in health and fitness, I can tell you right now you're going to get better results with some healthy carbohydrates in there, whether that's coming from fruit, whether that's coming from whole grains, whether that's coming from potatoes. Like you can choose, but at the end of the day, carbohydrates are important and they're they're what fuel us and give us energy. Now, if you want to omit them at dinner because you want more of a fat-burning sleep, go for it. Go for it. it that's actually a really helpful, scientifically proven thing that you can do to help you lose weight, but I really hope that you're including them at breakfast and lunch. Okay, moving on (laughs) to um, my last point is that, and I already kind of touched on this, but you want to eat whole foods. So when I think about, and I'm going to talk about like to the moms here, when I think about my kids' nutrition, it's really hard like to feed kids a completely whole food diet, right? They like crackers. Like they want some, they want some like crackers in there. You know, I, I buy them the crackers from Sprouts. Um, there are, my my nephew um, has type 1 diabetes and he is celiac. And so my sister is going through this journey where they eat, you know, they, for him, um, he ha- they have to really regulate his carbohydrate intake because of his, his insulin. And um, and that is a special case. Most children can eat what really whatever they want as long as it's whole food and they feel really great. And kids are really good at regulating what they need as long as they are not just snacking all day long. So as a holistic nutritionist, it was always really important to me to feed my kids a lot of whole foods. And, but, you know, life is not perfect. Like crackers would sneak their way in, chips, you know, whatever, the little, the packaged foods that they have out there for kids. They're like abundantly everywhere and so hard to like when you go shopping with your kids, not to get them because at least for me, like it's hard for me to be like, oh no, we don't need that. I'm like, okay, we can get that. Sure. I'll put a little bit in your lunch or whatever. And so for me, what I found helpful is finding a balance. When I make their lunch, it is predominantly whole foods. They love bread, right? They like sandwiches. That's processed, but I buy the sourdough bread or I'll buy like the organic whole wheat or they really like, um, we got some French rolls from Trader Joe's and they really loved that. We made sandwiches with them, um, for them with that today. And so I think that, you know, just finding those things that like obviously bread is processed, like obviously, you know, you're not going to go so far to the extreme that your kids aren't going to eat anything. But if you're eating predominantly whole foods at dinner and like at breakfast and then at lunch, if they're having some crackers or some chips or their favorite little whatever it is, like it's not the end of the world. I think that you have to show them that, you know, if your nutrition is made up of and your lifestyle as a family is made up of predominantly whole foods, that's what they're going to eat the most of. And then if they have those little things here and there, it's really not the end of the world. As long as your kid isn't like snacking on like boxed snacks, which I know some toddlers do because they're there and it's like it's easy to give to them and you're on the go and they barely eat anything. But if you can replace the 
snacky processed stuff with like actual like fruit and whole foods, whatever that looks like for your family, as long as it's a whole food, they're going to develop taste buds that are going to gravitate towards real food. And children naturally want to eat what they see us eat. And so if we're eating healthier and we're enjoying our food and we're enjoying our cooking and we're talking to them about like, oh, what is this food doing for our body? Like kids are so curious and so adorable that they will just think it's cool and they will just like naturally want to like eat They're going to steal your bell peppers. They're going to want to have the carrots. They're going to want to eat the cucumbers. They're going to want to try whatever it is that you're making because it's been this like enjoyable thing that you're, you know, that you've got going on as a family. Now, I know kids tend to be picky and maybe I should just do a whole episode on like picky kids and nutrition. I'm going to do that. I'll do a whole, whole episode on that. But if we're eating whole foods and we're modeling for our children that they're eating whole foods too, I think that that's a really good step in the right direction. And mamas, look, it's not a perfect, like, it's not a perfect world. And we don't necessarily have to worry about having a perfect quote unquote diet. Obviously, if your child has special nutritional needs, that's one thing. And you should be working with a specialist and working with someone one-on-one. But for, you know, the average kids out there, like, My son, um, Calvin, has Tourette's, and so a really clean diet is really helpful for him. He has less ticks when we're not eating super processed, when he's not eating a ton of sugar. It doesn't mean he doesn't have a little bit of it, but he understands, like, that he feels better when he's eating really healthy. And my younger son, Milo, doesn't have any nutritional needs other than he has a major sweet tooth. So fruit is really important for him and eating fruit. And that can go for anybody that has a sweet tooth. Fruit is delicious, and it's a whole food, and it's a way that if you do have like sugar cravings, you know, just make sure you're eating enough fruit. A lot of times clients who have sugar cravings that add in some fruit um, find that those sugar cravings decrease just because their body was just craving energy. It was craving carbohydrates and fruit is a great way to do that. So um, yeah, just making sure you're eating whole foods. That's really helpful. And I think that, you know, if you can do that for yourself and for your family, um, you know, as as far as like the majority of your diet is concerned, I think that everyone is going to benefit and food can then be this enjoyable thing and we don't have to stress about it. Like my pantry has snacks just like everybody else's pantry. It's not perfect, but my kids aren't just eating just that. You know, they have a little bit here and there and most of what they're eating is whole foods because that's what we've modeled and that's what just how, you know, they've been raised. And I don't think it's ever too late. I think if you have a teenager in the house, like it's never too late to talk to them about nutrition. I had a one-on-one client once who was a teenage boy and, you know, he wanted to gain weight. He wanted to feel good. And all it took was a couple calls with me and some really good recipes based on what he liked um, to really help him see that he can eat healthy and he can be active and he can feel better if he's eating better. Um, so just don't be afraid to have those conversations with your kids, no matter what age they are. My mom had to have a conversation with me in college, like right before I went away to NYU. She was like, if you can't nourish your body and take care of yourself, you don't get to go to New York. And I was like, okay, let's work on it, mom. <laughs> you know, and we started eating healthy and cut out processed foods and 
And that was sort of this like really cool moment between my mom and I, this like pact. And I was, I was, you know, 19. So don't ever just assume that somebody, no matter who they are, no matter where they're at in their journey, no matter if they're your kid or your mom or your husband, don't assume that they can't evolve. I don't want to say change, but that they can't grow in that way and that they can't learn to love vegetables or they can't learn to eat healthy and nourish their body. It might just be that it needs a conversation, you know, and it might just be that they need your support, that they need your guidance, that they need your, you know, they need you to link arms with them and walk that path with them and just help them know that you guys are going to do it together. I really do believe that the people that were immediately around in our family are the people that we should be having those conversations with. You know, we should be. Food is a community, family-driven, like, thing where we're sharing meals together and we're it, it brings people together. You know, we're in the kitchen cooking together. We're sitting down at the dinner table. We're talking about our day. We're sharing favorite parts of the day. We're sharing what happened. We're enjoying the food together. So if we can just kind of get back to slowing down and making food this enjoyable experience, um, you know, I think that women will feel better about it. I think our nutrition is going to be better and it's just not going to feel like a chore. It's going to feel like this really cool experience. So um, I hope that today's episode was helpful. If you loved it, leave the show a rating and review and come say hello to me on Instagram. Um, Share it with your friends and I will talk to you next time. Bye. Thank you so much for being here. If you liked today's episode, please leave the show a rating and review. Also, connect with me over on Instagram so we can get to know each other better at Meg Wellness or you can follow the podcast Instagram at Motivated Minutes Podcast. I hope you have the most amazing day and I'll talk to you next week. Bye.